Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. Good evening, and thank you for inviting me to speak here at the Worldwide Mission Convention. Um, I've come to share about the work of London City Mission, who have been in existence since 1885, so over 180 years, um, founded by a young Scotsman called David Naismith. You know, I wasn't there at the start, but his, uh, his conviction that London needs Jesus is our same conviction today. You know, we exist to serve the, the Church of London in sharing the love of God and the good news of Jesus Christ with the least reach of London. Uh, this, uh, we, we have a particular strategy which should come up. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm pressing the right button, or maybe I'm pressing too many buttons. I've pressed all the buttons. There's a big red one. It's always tempting, you know, always press the big red button. And, okay, I'm going to pull it down before I, before I, yeah, who knows what will happen. But maybe if something could happen elsewhere, that might be great. If not, don't worry. Um, but we have a three-pronged uh, sort of strategy. Ah, yes, fantastic. Um, oh, what could go wrong with PowerPoint? Yeah, nothing goes wrong with PowerPoint. Um, it's, it's all fine. Everything's fine. Just, just send it. Nothing will go wrong. What am I worried about? Um, yeah, sorry. I was talking to myself there. Hello, everyone. <laughs> wow, a lot of people. Um, so, yeah, this gospel message, um, you know, it transforms lives. It transforms my life. It gives hope, and we know that London needs Jesus. We so, but we also focused on, on the least reach, on engaging with those who are least reached by Christians in London, those living in poverty, those marginalized by their own choices, situations, or health issues, or by societal, societal um, issues and injustice, um, those from other cultural groups alienated from the church. And we do this through um, working alongside the church. We are committed, so our third point, we are committed to serving the church in London, supporting, stretching, and at times challenging through ministry partnerships from having missionaries working alongside and within churches um, to um, having, uh, we've got quite a few community centers around, the, around London. We have missionaries who are uh, working uh, specifically with um, the elderly or um, working with the homeless or amongst a variety of ethnic communities um, and uh, other religions. Um, and we do this by joining alongside and working alongside a local church. And so we, you know, it can be from, you know, partnering um, with particular ministries or simply just praying for each other. And we also run bespoke training for members of local churches, as well as specific open trainings on, on a variety of subjects that can help churches in their local ministry. And we recognize how important it is to have good relationships with local churches. In my uh, 12 years of working with London City Mission, I've, been, I've seen many positive shifts. You know, LCM are journeying towards being truly reflective of the diversity of London throughout the organization, from missionary to board members. You know, when Graham Miller, our, um, LCM's chief servant, um, joined six years ago, he recognized that as an organization, um, that this wasn't so. 
And so one of the programs he decided to start was a pioneer program that encouraged Christians in London who wanted to have an experience of being involved in urban ministry in London, but who could not afford it. Um, they would um, spend, they would, actually they would be paid for one day a week working with a missionary, and one day a week studying, and one day um, with our, um, on our urban mission course, and one day a week um, with their own church, pioneering mission, and then to send them back to their own church after a year or so. And five years later, that program has failed. Because many stayed and joined as missionaries. Helped, they helped pioneer mission in, in new and challenging ways. Strengthened our partnerships with a diversity of local churches across um, many diaspora churches as well. So this alongside actively looking to partner in a servant-hearted way with the Church of London, especially the diaspora churches. We are beginning to reflect the London we love to serve. So for this 180-year-old organization's head to turn, almost 180 degrees sometimes, took taking many risks. It took LCM to stop looking for people who they think would be good missionaries, but to start prayerfully discerning in unlikely places. And it's becoming the organization I wish I joined 12 years ago. We recognize that our strength isn't with the strength of our our strategy, even though it's really good. It was never about tips or tricks to sharing the gospel with people. It was about having missionaries who love their communities enough to walk alongside people lovingly and patiently sharing the gospel and sharing their story as we journey together and within the with urban young people ethnic minorities in the first second and third generations and fourth generations the isolated elderly the homeless those of other religions and more and i guess this sort of leads to some of our our core values you know, to be rooted in Christ, this is really important for us. To prayerfully ded- um, uh, to dedicate um, to doing God's will and living his way according to his word. To having Christ-like love you know, and looking not to our own interests, but to the interests of others because we are united as brothers and sisters in Christ. To God-glorifying excellence, pursuing the best of what can be to glorify God and serve each other well in all that we do. And also spirit-inspired perseverance and courage. Now, to stand firm, to persevere, to not be swayed by um, what's happening in the community, um, but to know that actually God is there. God is walking and journeying with us. Um, my, uh, my family and I moved to St. Helen's Church in North Kensington, West London, after working alongside a couple of churches and church plants in Tottenham. And, you know, it was a bit of a transition for my two daughters, um, who, uh, who, who were adjusting after a year. <laughs> um, but on, on the 14th of June, 2017, 72 people lost their lives to the Grenfell um, fire tragedy. And many people all over London, especially the local churches, responded with love and charity. Some of our missionaries volunteered their time to help also. The local churches um, were real hubs where people got help and support. LCM were were already in conversation before the tragedy with some of those churches anyway. 
And I guess the tragedy sped up some of these conversations, and we prayerfully made a decision to support those local churches by placing some missionaries in the area to work with the local church and to help develop ministry across um, the churches that would help them engage um, with their grieving local community. And here um, on one of the pillars, just under the West Way, which is a a flyover, here are um, the names. It actually wraps all the way around of the 72 names. Uh, London City Mission have, uh, have placed Andrew Barnett um, at Latimer Community Church, who has spent the last year door-knocking, engaging with local ministries, connecting and praying with local church leaders as we look at ways uh, to work in partnership with local churches. Uh, we also have Jale, um, who has just joined us. She is Iranian and was raised in the Muslim uh, family until she became a Christian and loves sharing the gospel with other Muslims whilst loving them in the community, especially over food. She's a great chef. Um, And I, I've joined a gardening group. Not very radical, is it? (laughs) But these guys know absolutely everyone, from the elderly Caribbean women to the young, troublesome youth. They are positions right under the Westway, um, in the wake of, of Grenfell, they are heavily involved in the silent marches that run on the 14th of every month, serving refreshments and simply being with people. It's where I met B, who wouldn't normally, who, who wouldn't talk to me and sort of avoided me. I walked to one part, he would just walk to the other, and I was okay. And maybe um, I was me. I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, he. He just wouldn't talk to me. And then after a few weeks, um, I, I started talking to him, and he, he was open. I think he was just sort of seeing whether am I just going to be here for a moment and then go, because many people have come and, and been gone. But he lost um, a couple of members of his family in the fire, and he descended heavily into drink. And it was, it's been a real pleasure just to come alongside him and talk to him and, and share with him and, and support him and, and sort of share the gospel as well and just sharing our stories. Um, He hasn't come to Christ yet, but I I have faith that he will. And this group, they know the complexity of the history of the area. Uh, In the the 60s, it was, you know, it was mainly slums. Uh, It was, you know, post-war was one of the areas that just wasn't developed for a long time. And so so many people... uh, uh, you know, were, were living in, in not great housing, and then they built the brand new, shining new blocks, of which Grenfell was one of them. And, uh, and, some, and some, you know, sort of 70s hippies, they sort of moved into the, uh, into, the, into, the, um, into the squatting area, and, well, they squatted some of the old slums, and sort of started to protest, and even made, um, uh, started up their own nation, sort of the nation of Frestonia. It was on Freston Road. Um, they uh, ended up having their own passports and all sorts that, you know, hippies, seriously. Um, and uh, and they, uh, they even uh, tried to uh, speak to the UN to send peacekeeping troops so that the, uh, the this is all true, um, so that the, um, the local council wouldn't try to uh, evac- uh, um, evict them. And so, so they, they were really radical in that sense. And a friend of mine actually was actually part of that. And I, I, know I was brought up um, in, in King's Cross. And, you know, he, was, he became a Christian. And he was, uh, he was one of the leaders in the church. And he sort of told me about some of this history. 
um, and it was just just really fascinating. And now, and but today they um, they ended up uh, t turning that t that area into um, social housing and community housing, of which they had control of, which they still have control of today. And it's just amazing to see um, what people could do. And this in the um, really inspired the, the Windrush generation coming in um, in the 60s and 70s where they weren't allowed into pubs, they weren't allowed into all sorts of different areas and there was lots of um, uh, racism around and the racial abuse. And, but they saw actually we as, as uh, from the Caribbean and from being British citizens in that sense, actually we have rights to protest as well. And that really challenged them, and uh, they were able to start protesting, and also, I know some of it did turn into riots, but then from there we've got the uh, Notting Hill Carnival, which is the largest carnival in, in, in Europe. And, and there was something around um, community activism that really connected with them. And so we see all of these connections, and just hearing these stories of where, how people brought up, and all of those things are really important to understand the context of an area, and how do you... What, were, what are the church's responses? How do we come alongside the stories of this community? Uh, the, the group also have started doing um, planting a tree for every uh, victim of the fire and working alongside the family. So it's just been a real pleasure being able to come alongside some of those families as well. So it's a really diverse community, so large Caribbean community, Ethiopian and West African community, large Spanish community, Moroccan, East Middle Eastern, traveling community, and of course, an English community. Within all this, there is a big disparity between rich and poor. And the Grenfell tragedy highlighted the many social injustices the urban poor face across London. You know, London has, it has many needs. You know, people disagree on what it needs most. Maybe it needs more schools and, and hospitals, um, less traffic and, and improved air quality, more police and less crime, more affordable housing and less, gap, less of a gap between rich and poor. And it's something that we love to get involved in. But we believe that most importantly, London needs Jesus. So over this... Over this year, so this is a picture of the march. Um, over this year, we've identified some areas for, that we feel that God is leading for us to, um, wanting us to uh, take a lead in and to help the churches in. Um, so that's uh, some door-to-door -door ministry. So Andrew Barnett and Jale have, and with other churches and training them in how to do that and just to reach their own local neighborhood. You know, knowing community, you know, meeting neighbors, you know, hearing their stories, sharing our story, journeying with them, nothing... Um, too scary, hopefully, but simply meeting your neighbors, and sometimes the best place is at the door. Um, Muslim outreach, so there is a large variety of, Mus of Muslim communities. Um, so from, like I said, with the Moroccan community and um, Middle Eastern and uh, Bangladeshi and Pakistani community. Uh, and so that is, so how we engage with the Muslim communities, is that something that we really would like to develop? how we do that individually, but also how we do that corporately as, as the wider body of Christ, as, as a community. Um, prison ministry, Wormwood Scrubs, is just right um, across the way from us. It has actually the largest chapel um, in the UK um, in it, which is actually a thousand-seater. We would love to see that filled. We see many churches going in there, running Alpha, running all sorts of different um, uh, projects. We would really love to see how the local churches could be welcoming to those that are coming out of, that have made professions of faith. 
Um, how do we train and support local churches in that? How do we help them um, have a passion for what's on their doorstep? And recognizing, actually, this has been done before. You know, God has already gone ahead of us. He's lapped us. He's done this already. Um, so, you know, I, I found out about a, um, a very small chapel on one of the roads, which is now converted to a flats. But many years ago, it was known as the, as the sort of the refuge place for, for those coming out of Wormwood Scrubs. In, in the 50s and the 60s, and knowing that God's already done this before through many generations and is calling us to do this again. Um, and also with young people, so partnership with, with Reach Global, which is a Christian organization who we've worked with, with an Eden team, which is in the area, and other charities and churches, and recognizing that we need to have hope for our, our young people, um, create places for them to be welcomed and loved, recognizing that um, knife crime is, is something that that is plaguing our, our young people, which is causing fear. Uh, and it's something that we want to replace with the hope of Christ. So let's, uh, let's, let's take risks together. Let's, let's have our Christian imagination widened through our risky obedience. Amen. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.